it's so good to be together isn't it it's what an amazing time we're in it's just so unusual so unprecedented goodness me this morning I'm going to be talking about growing in generosity and what an amazing time in our lives to be talking about generosity because as a church as you know we've been talking about our 2020 vision haven't we for a long while now um, beyond uh, the last few weeks we're talking about giving away £60,000 as a church and as much as generosity is about the money, it's also not. It's also about so much more. And um, it's about reflecting God's generosity towards us. We're in March. We're still in March. And uh, it's our month of equipping. Um, we've already had week one of healing the sick. Steve spoke to us about that and we've done week two of how to share the gospel when Joe spoke to us and here we are week three and then next week we've got week four of how to grow in mercy. So this season is actually a practical season of teaching how to shape our lives around the kingdom of God. Now Acts 20 and verse 35, Paul reminds us of Jesus's words he says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive people who've discovered this already are often really generous with their time and their money and their gifts and you know they're often full of joy and love and we can see that in them can't we generosity isn't simply about giving our money generosity flows out of gratitude and thanksgiving and worship because there's, a more, there's more significance in the attitude of our hearts behind the gift that's given or the time offered. True generosity is that intertwining of sacrifice and worship. It's actually about our love for our Heavenly Father. Our greatest example, of course, is Jesus. He paid all of our debt that we owed to God. He paid what we owed. He paid the ultimate price. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, he did this, he paid it all for the joy set before him. He knew that his death and his resurrection, he knew what that me meant for us, for all of humankind. And out of his love, he gave himself. Out of his generosity to us, he gave himself in order that we could have a relationship with him. Now that's true selfless generosity. Now our generosity flows out of understanding that. And it comes out of understanding that God owns everything. And when we grasp that in our lives, we can be transformed and we move from duty into delight. Now, God blesses us in so many ways and he does that so we can bless others. He blesses us spiritually and relationally and materially so that we can be generous on every occasion. He pours out blessings on us so our needs can be met and thank you God for that. But also so we can reinvest in others around us. 
2 Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 9 and verse 6. It says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided to give in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Wow, so how do we apply this generosity to our up, our in and our out? So our upward to God, our in toward the church family and our out to the people around us in our streets and in our workplaces and in the supermarkets. So upward toward God, we become a more generous worshipper by understanding more of who God is, all that he has done for us, all that Jesus has opened up for us and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need to take time, don't we? More time meditating on the gospel, on the good news of Jesus. We need to take time out of our days, whether it be morning, if we're a morning person or an evening person or, or middle of the day like me. We need to take time out of our days. We need to pray. You know, we need to say thank you. Thank, thank you. We need to be grateful. And you know, generous worship means that we sing. We pray, we read scripture. Hey, and that's okay to do in our homes and it's so good to do in our homes, not just in big worship meetings. Let's sing, let's pray, let's read more of God's word. We use the gifts that God's given us to worship him and also, you know, they then encourage others. It means that we do give our money. It is actually an act of worship. Let's keep giving as an act of worship. You know, even in this season of change, it might be difficult and we might look at things and, and be afraid, but it's an act of worship. We keep giving through this time of change and uncertainty. So let's respond to God's generosity and not out of fear that we see on social media Goodness, every page is like it at the moment, isn't it? And the TV and the news and in the newspapers. It's been a hard week. We can't ignore that. You know, this week I've spent a lot of time going in and out of supermarkets for one reason or another. And for me, I've found it hard to see all those empty shelves. I've found it really difficult but I've had to come out of the shops and realise how I'm feeling and actually choose to stop and reflect on my contentment in God. I've had to choose to be thankful for what he's given me, not to be despondent, not to come under fear. But I've had to remind myself that God is good and he is still on the throne. My heart attitude is one of generosity because God overflows through me into the lives around me. We need to be more generous. How can we think and act? How can I grow in my generosity and thanksgiving in worship this week? How can you do that this week? How about in? How about towards our church family? We can love, 
We can forgive. Don't judge. Submit to one another. Encourage one another. Be kind to one another. Our generosity to each other in the church family is a response to the heart of being a generous worshipper. I have been loved by God in this way, so I can love others in the same way. Serve one another. Wow, <laughs> normal church seems to be off at the moment. We, don't meet, we won't be able to meet together for a little while. So let's get creative. Let's still serve one another as a church family. And you know, as we do, we will all be strengthened. Now people will take part as generous worshippers and your serving and my serving will actually release others. You know, it's, it's easy to do at this time. You can contact your small group leader. You can uh, message the Love Crawley email. It's easy to do. Let's serve one another. Because there are people within our church family who are fearful. They're vulnerable. They're isolated, literally and emotionally too. And without the right... They might have the wrong combination of food to make them a meal. It's our opportunity. What an opportunity we have to demonstrate the love and the care for one another. You know, it says the world will know who Jesus is because of our love for one another. Let's what love one another at this time. So how do we look at the outside world? How can we be more generous to the world around us? People within our church community, they love and serve our local society, our, the world of Crawley out there. We've got people working in care homes. So we've got people working in the YMCA. We've got pastoral and teaching roles within church, uh, in schools. We've got NHS workers. We've got people who visit the sick. We've got people who care for their neighbours. And as our attitude of generosity toward uh, God grows in worship, it overflows from the church and out into our streets, into my street and into your street. But how do we apply that in today's world? It's all gone mad. How can you and I love my neighbour when I'm here, when we're, maybe we're stuck? But how can we serve our streets? Let's think about acts of kindness. Let's put other people first. You know, this week, we've had a real opportunity, haven't we? And, and Steve actually put some notes through our neighbours' doors. You might have seen them on Facebook or on various messages around. There's a little card that's going around that says, Hello, my name is... So obviously we put in, Hello, we're Steve and Kaz, and we're at number 15, and this is our number, and do you need help? How can we help you? Would you like to be in a WhatsApp group together as a, as a street and we can communicate with each other? And from that, we, you know, we had a message from one of our other neighbours saying, hey, has anyone seen the old, old gentleman at number, I don't know, number 14, I think he is. And so it meant that we had an opportunity to knock on number 14's door and Steve discovered uh, an old gentleman who's really frightened 
who's really afraid and he didn't have enough food in so he was able to get a, a shopping list and um, buy a few bits and pieces for him and just reassure him we're here we're here to help you we can do this church we can stretch out our welcome and our love to people around us We've been praying, haven't we? Goodness, we've been praying for a long time about the 2020 vision and that being able to share our love with Crawley. And we've been asking God to open up how we share our, his mercy and, and acts of kindness. Wow, we're here. We never imagined it would be like this. But all options are open. We can love our neighbours. I don't know whether you saw on the telly on, on Friday, Rishi Sunak, our Chancellor, he was doing a big speech about financial stuff, which uh, was all very helpful to many, many people. But a little phrase really caught me. He said, this is a generation-defining moment to think first of others. This is a generation-defining moment for us as a church the big worldwide church. Let us do acts of kindness. He encouraged us actually, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor, he said, let's show acts of kindness to one another. Wow, we're being encouraged from all sorts of avenues, aren't we? So how can we respond to God's generosity this week in the way that we care and love our neighbours? The world operates on the principles of getting, of keeping, of controlling. And in all of that, being really competitive and needing to win. We've all either been to supermarkets or into shops the last couple of weeks, or we've seen or read about them over the past couple of weeks. And there literally has been competition for food in the aisles. There's literally been scrabbling and fighting. And, you know, I reckon that most people didn't set out to be that way. I don't think people set out to fight over toilet rolls. But I think there's a big response to fear. You know, I'm sure that as they were seeing empty shelves an overwhelming sense of anxiety and fear took hold of people. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love and self-discipline. Let's remind ourselves of this when we become fearful, because God's kingdom operates on a different principle. Luke 6 verse 38 that says give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down shaken together running over will be poured into your lap. I like that bit poured into your lap what a mess that would be. For the measure you use it will be measured to you. Wow Let's be more generous. Let's learn from God. We can turn our duty, 
So our, our need to do things, what we feel we should be doing. Let's turn our duty into delight. Let's turn our fear into freedom. Because, you know, we're small measures. So, no, we're not. We're small mirrors. We are small mirrors of the generosity of the King of Kings. Let our generosity flow out of God's generosity to us. Let us be more generous.